0: Grandstand NRL Replays. If you miss the footy or just want to relive your side's great win from the last round, tune your digital radio to ABC Grandstand. Get replays of the footy on weekdays. As he chips the ball over the top and oh! takes it, well And you can also listen live online at abc.net.au slash grandstand.
1: Replays of NRO. Grandstand Digital. Grandstand
0: Netball.
2: The Netball Show on ABC Grandstand Digital. Good afternoon and welcome to the Netball Show on ABC Grandstand Digital. I'm Anthony Tucker and after tonight's big game in New Zealand between the Central Pulse and the Waikato Bay of Plenty Magic, there's just four rounds to go before the finals in the Trans-Tasman Trophy. The round started on Saturday with the Adelaide Thunderbirds winning their first game since way back on the 17th of March with a seven-goal win over the West Coast Fever at the Adelaide Arena. There were three games yesterday, starting with the New South Wales Swifts winning a brilliant clash in Melbourne against the the top-of-the-ladder Vixens by four goals. The Queensland Firebirds moved to third on the ladder with a convincing 17-goal win over the mainland Tactics, and in the All-New Zealand clash last night, it was the Southern Steel knocking off the Northern Mystics in a high-scoring clash, 73-61. to 61. Let's have a look at the ladder, and with one game to go in Round 10, the Melbourne Vixens are still on top with 14 points from the Magic, who are also on 14. The Kiwis do have two games in hand on the Vixens, though. Next come the Firebirds and the Swifts, who are both on 12 points. Outside the top four and eight are the Central Pulse, Southern Steel, Adelaide Thunderbirds and Northern Mystics. West Coast Fever sits second bottom with three wins, and the Mainland Tactics bring up the Rear, they're stuck on the bottom with just one win and two competition points. On today's show, I'll chat with West Coast Fever midcourt player Chelsea Pittman and Melbourne Vixens coach Simone McInnes. First of all, though, as I said before, the Thunderbirds finally got back in the winner's circle with a hard fought seven goal victory over the West Coast Fever on Saturday. And my ABC grandstand colleague Matt Clinch had the chance to catch up with Adelaide's midcourt star Emily Beaton yesterday. And he started by asking her what it was like to wake up a winner after five consecutive losses.
3: Oh, absolutely. It's nice to finally wake up with a win on the board. It's been a long time between drinks, so yeah, we're pretty ecstatic after that win.
4: It was such a big match because you knew how imperative it was to get a win and to try and remain in the finals race. When you reflect upon it last night and this morning, uh, what do you put down to, uh, to the importance of getting the win?
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely an important game, and as you said, all games here on in are very important for us, so I think it's pretty key for us to not think of each game like that not put extra pressure each game is just a game and we we'll have to take it you know the old cliche one game at a time um if we look any further ahead than that it's going to be pretty detrimental to, up, to our performance I think so um, we just need to you know put out performances like we did yesterday every week and get better and better and um that's all we can do
4: so from a mental point of view what was the difference yesterday I guess to previous weeks if if you are just looking at it isolated on one week
3: yeah. Well, look, we we actually took a lot out of the um, the game the previous week. Before we thought we were actually finally worthy of winning that game. We didn't obviously get the two points on the board, but um, we felt like the Thunderbirds of old. I guess we were doing a lot harder work off the ball to get the ball, turn it over, and also to bring the ball down and attack. So um, I think it's. Yeah, taking the confidence out of that. I think that would be lacking from um, a lot of players in our team and um, just building that belief. And um, sometimes when you come off a you know absolutely shocking loss like we did from the Vixens, um, you learn a lot about each other and what you need to do to, to get the win.
4: So when you have um, such a tight loss like you did the week before against the Magic by a goal, um, does that just burn the whole week even leading into the game to, to get over the line regardless of how you do it?
3: Yeah, yeah, it does. It's it's pretty tough to accept a loss like that, especially when we we did think we played pretty well. But we we're very good at focusing on the positives in our team. We find that that's how we perform our best. So there was lots to take out of that game, and we focused on those things. And yeah, looked at the the fever and um, the personnel they have in their team, and how we were going to beat them. And I think all oh, our matchups worked really well for us.
4: There would be some Thunderbird supporters with not too many fingernails left watching that game, given it sort of did rock, even though you, you had the lead for the majority of the game, it did get close, but okay. some defensive brilliance, especially Beck Bully and also Kate Shimmons, uh, must yeah. have lifted the side.
3: Oh, they've been amazing, and I think it's um, a great move from Jane when she switched those two around. Um, I haven't seen Beck Bully in goalkeeper for years now, and she's an absolute gun back there, and then Shimo's just she's just a freak. She comes out with these specky intercepts. She can jump higher than anyone um, ever has in the Thunderbirds before. And, and the chair lift that they did um, yesterday, I don't know people saw that. That was, that was definitely the highlight of the match. And I think she has got to sore back after that because <laughs> she lifted her up in there and chucked her on the ground. She was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Shimon fell over after that. But um, yeah, no, they were absolutely awesome. And I think, they had a really good support from Renee Helen and Jana, who's just stepped up her game in the last couple of weeks And um, as a captain really leading from the front.
4: So I need to just ask you a bit more about the block with a couple of minutes to go. Do we call it a lift? And I assume they've practiced that.
3: Yeah, we've been practicing that as unit training and um, there's not many people in the competition that can do that. But yeah, Timo's got a huge vertical jump and Beck's strong enough to lift her up there. So yeah, that's something they've been practicing. It's tough to get the timing right on that, but... God, it's so good when it comes off, it's pretty exciting, and the crowd went absolutely nuts when that happens.
4: Well, that, that's right, the stadium erupts when something like that happens, and I imagine you get a real lift from it.
3: Yeah, absolutely, it was um, so nice to finally play at home, it's something we haven't got to do much at all this season, we've still got three more games there at the last four, which is awesome, and in those tight games it really does get us over the line, and so good when you look in the crowd, to see all the pink and all the smiling faces of everyone, and... Just um, it does sound like thunder when everyone's stamping their feet towards the end of the game when you you know you've got
4: that win tied up. Emily Beaton from the Adelaide Thunderbirds is our guest on Grandstand. Um, the mental side of yesterday's match: Carla Borrego getting double teamed for most of the match and using Erin Bell to the advantage of the side. And, and once you've sort of found that groove um, again, she was brilliant. Yeah,
3: she she was awesome. Both Erin um, and Carla, Carla did the job for the team of um, you know letting Ez have all that space out the front. And, is such a power shooter for us now, it's, it's pretty unreal. She's got, um, I looked at the score she after the game and ran right to her. I'm like, you shot 36 goals. And she couldn't believe it. She's never, you know, got anywhere near that in a game. So, um, you know, Carla will do whatever the team needs. And if we need to put it up to her, we know that she's going to rip it in with two hands and, um, and score those goals for us. So we're pretty lucky that we've got pretty good balance um, all over the court now.
4: And from a personal point of view, um, a fourth game back, is that right, from the stress fractures in the foot? How's it coming along?
3: Yeah, yeah, the foot's still a bit sore, but I'm getting through it a lot better than I thought I would. So, yeah, that was my second full game and third, third game total so far. So, so nice to be on, on court. I've sympathised a lot with our fans having to watch um, each game. It's a lot harder when you can't do anything about what's on court. Um, But, yeah, definitely just loving being out there and contributing where I can to the team.
4: And you mentioned the home crowd and what an advantage it is. Um, The grand final rematch this week, when you know you need to try and keep winning matches, Uh, it's going to be a great spectacle and a good contest as well.
3: Absolutely. We always have an amazing contest against the 5 They're such a power team with Romelda Aitken um, up the front and Laura Geitz, Australian captain at the goalkeeper position. She's um, a real force for their team, but we've we've matched up really well with them in the past and um, it'd be great to get that home support again and hopefully push us, you know, limping over the line hopefully to get to finals.
2: Emily Beaton from the Adelaide Thunderbirds. Well, the West Coast Fever recruited well in the off-season, picking up, amongst others, Australian Diamonds players Natalie Medhurst and my next guest, Chelsea Pittman from the Queensland Firebirds. But things haven't quite gone to plan, with the Fever being competitive but only managing three wins so far. Chelsea, thanks for joining me on ABC Grandstand today and how frustrated are you with getting so close but not quite getting over the line on Saturday against the Thunderbirds?
5: It's been an extremely um, frustrating season all up, I think. We um, definitely haven't performed at our best and haven't performed at it consistently and that's what's let us down in all our losses throughout the year and um, obviously it's extremely disappointing because our finals hopes are pretty much dashed now unless miracles happen and it is a funny, funny season so it could but we just need to make sure that like, we're just continuing to build and make sure we just don't put our heads down and try and take some positives out of it that we are putting out glimpses of good netball, but it's just not good enough.
2: We well, mentioned the consistency factor. Chelsea got off to a slow start yesterday down by five goals, but your middle quarters, the second and third, were excellent, weren't they?
5: Yeah, no, our, our second and third were really good. We just treasured the ball, made sure we stuck to our game plan and played possession ball. But it's just, I guess, you can't afford to even drop one quarter at the moment um, in the ANZ Championship. So I guess we've got to go back to the drawing board, reassess, um, analyse it and just try and figure it out because we are so much better than this and we're not even playing close to our full potential and we see glimpses of it at our trainings. But I also find our trainings have been up and down with our consistency and it just shows throughout our game. So... Obviously, second and third quarter great, but there's four to play, and that's why I guess we we went down in the end.
2: Can you put your finger on perhaps what happened at the start down by five at quarter time?
5: Um, We just didn't treasure possession. We we didn't stick to our game plan, which is um, making sure we let the ball do the work and keep it nice and short and sharp because we knew putting Bet Bully on Caitlin, they'll obviously try to disrupt the flow of the attack end and try to, I guess, misinterpret where the space was and they did that quite well and we just got a bit flustered and tried to force the ball down into Caitlin and I think that's just where I guess um, I need to take responsibility on myself for being a more mature player and not falling into that trap and I think yeah we just we just let it slip and we just didn't treasure the ball enough.
2: And Chelsea how have you seen your season since moving over from the Queensland Firebirds?
5: Um, I've, like, I've enjoyed playing my netball and I've really loved um, playing a different style with the West Coast Fever. Um, I've had a few inconsistent games, but overall I think um, I've been playing the best netball I've played in quite a while and it's just that I'm enjoying it and I absolutely love the girls and I love Perth so much. So, it's just, it's, it's a fun environment. Obviously, if we were winning, it'd be even better, but um, I like, I'm happy with the way I'm playing at the moment. Obviously, on the weekend, we'll just scrap that one and... <laughs> But yeah, no, it's been it's
2: been a good year, Nettie. I'm speaking with Chelsea Pittman from the West Coast Fever. What about your skipper Nat Medhurst that moved over to Perth uh, along with yourself? Um, she's a wonderful player. Obviously, again, she was good yesterday. 17 goal assists and 13 out of 15 uh, shots, and she's off in Canberra now. Uh, tell us a bit about her as a skipper.
5: Yeah, she's a great leader. She's obviously um, someone who leads by example out there, and we definitely draw on her to. I guess, rack up the troops to make sure that we get the job done. And she's just she's straight down the line. There's no fluffy business with her. So she'll give you instant feedback and um, if there's something that needs to be addressed and whether it's a hard topic at training, I think she'll be the first to bring it up. And so it's really great to have a leader that you don't, you're not second-guessing yourself of what she's thinking and what she expects of us as players to help her um, become a better leader herself. So, And I've obviously been with Nat or like played with Nat for the past, this is my fourth season with her, so I knew that she's straight down the line and she's a great person to have in your team. And she's done such a great job. I think it's her first time ever stepping into the captaincy role. And she's um, always asking for feedback and she's always taking it on board. So it's great to know that you can at least, um, if you find that she needs improvement in some areas of the leadership, that she's willing to take it on board and try it out.
2: What about the other end of the court? There's some amazing defenders in the Trans-Tasman Trophy at the moment. Obviously, a couple of Aussies, Sharni Layton and Laura Geitz, are, are playing wonderfully. At, at the moment, you've got Jeeva Mentor over at the Vixens, so the English are going to be uh, strong. But what about Ebony Beckford-Chambers? So she's had a really good year, hasn't she?
5: Yeah, Ebony the past three games has just lifted it even more. I think um, she's just come into it. She's getting confident. She's a smiling assassin when she gets an intercepts, and it's just so great to see. And is just such a bubbly character out there and she's very directive towards the defenders as in she's our main talker and she'll make sure that if there needs to be a change up that she'll be able to read the play straight away and do that. And it just shows like as you mentioned, Jeeva Mentor and um, I guess from Melda Aiken who's obviously shoot it, but all these international players that have come from overseas are performing extremely well this season. And with it being a Commonwealth Games um, year, it's going to be really interesting, com Games, because I think England is going to be extremely strong. They have just lost their captain, Pamela Cookie, over in the Super League. So it's a big loss for them. But for international netball, the ANZ Championship has definitely made it take a step up. So I can't wait to see um, the results of the international series come the end of the season.
2: Yeah, it's definitely going to... uh add a lot of spice to it, isn't he? You've got Joe Harton, of course, playing over in New Zealand, doing mm. really well. Also, what about your uh, international career? I guess you played 15 matches for Australia. Where do you see that at the moment?
5: Oh, well, obviously, um, I wanted so badly to work my way back into the squad and for Com games, and I was unfortunate to not get a place and not get invited down to the camp. But that's the way the cookie crumbles, and all I can do is focus on the controllables and make sure that I'm just doing what I can for the fever and um, obviously I would love to be able to pull on the green and gold dress again and it's still a goal of mine but um, you know I'm just happy playing my netball and who knows where it's going to take me next year I'm signed with the fever again and um, I'm getting old so (laughs) I just want to play and just enjoy the game that i fell in love with as a little girl and um, it's just great and I've got like lucky I've got four more games to go with the fever and it's just it's exciting and I hope the Australian girls, I know they'll do amazing and they've got selection camp at the moment. I know how nerve-wracking it'll be for all of those girls. But um, I definitely have aspirations to do it again. But if it's not in my future, that's the way it is. I've got a world championship under my belt and I can still call myself world champ. So at least I've um, achieved one of my goals that I've got to do.
2: Chelsea Pittman from the West Coast Fever. Next up, I'll speak with Melbourne Vixens coach Simone McInnes. You're listening to the Netball Show on ABC Grandstand Digital with Anthony Tucker. Francis Francis Leach. ABC
0: Grandstand Digital Breakfast for a comprehensive look at sport. It was pretty tough to watch that first two quarters of that game it only produced four goals. Hear from the players, the coaches and the people in the know. Talk AFL football next up on Grandstand Breakfast. Adam Romanask is part of the ABC Grandstand team to assess the weekend's action. If it's comprehensive sports coverage and music you're after, tune in from Friday to Monday every week on digital radio ABC Grandstand. Streaming online and on your mobile... You're listening to The Netball Show.
4: Grandstand Netball.
0: On ABC Grandstand
2: Digital and online. You're listening to The Netball Show on ABC Grandstand Digital with Anthony Tucker. Thanks for tuning in. The Melbourne Vixens have been on fire lately, winning their past five games before hitting a hurdle going down to the Swifts in a tough clash in Melbourne yesterday. Their coach, Simone McInnes, joins me now. Simone, thanks for your time. Is it hard to stay up as long as your team has in this tough competition, do you think?
1: It is. It is a really tough competition. Each week, each opponent that you come up against, it's... uh... There's no easy ones, but we had, certainly over the previous five weeks, been playing some really good netball and had some really good results, particularly on the road. Um, But yeah, couldn't keep it going yesterday Um, in front of a home crowd, unfortunately.
2: Tell us a bit about the game yesterday against the Swifts. You got off to a pretty good start, led by a couple of goals at quarter time. It Really seesawed after that and was level halfway through the third quarter. And then the Swifts got in a bit of a run, didn't they?
1: They did. It was, it was pretty even, but I think in some ways we were, we were a little bit flat and not as sharp as we had been. So we were in some ways just hanging on. Um, Swiss played very well and maintained control throughout the match. I felt that when we had our opportunities, and I think the opportunities were there, and particularly in the last quarter, we didn't make the most of them. And against a side like Swiss, you only get few chances. To score off their mistakes, so and um, we didn't do that. Um, and Swiss obviously finished, played very well, and finished the game out.
2: Can you tell us how you've been using uh, your three goalers so far this season? Notice that, that Kath Cox came on again and uh, played well 14 from 18 her shooting, but I guess there's other things she brings into the game as well.
1: Look, she has Kath's been great for us. I mean, Tegan and Karen have been more or less our starting shooters throughout the season, but Kath's been very much when we needed to change something up, um, whether that be a goal shooter or goal attack, she's been able to offer that and the previous match against the Swiss, she came on at goal attack and, and really turned the game for us because she has that experience and that composure under pressure situations and um, so we needed to to find something different out there on the court yesterday um, and and she, and Kath contributed and she certainly lifts those players around her. But, we couldn't consolidate, and we only did it for, for moments, not um, consistently enough.
2: Well, the other end of the court, I guess, it's hard to ask for much more than what Jeeva Mentor is giving you at the moment. She's been in fantastic form yesterday: five rebounds, seven deflections, a couple of intercepts.
1: Yes, and then, you know, Jeeva is, is such a competitor. She was really down on herself yesterday because of the game, and but she's been outstanding for us, and her combination with the anchor—it's been, you know, we've been one of the strongest defensive teams and that, a lot of that is from um, Jeeva and that presence down at goalkeeper we didn 't get enough ball, uh, we needed more and we didn 't get enough, so everybody was pretty hard on themselves after the game, which i 'm happy about because you know we want we want more, more from ourselves and Swiss are a team obviously one of the teams to beat for the championships um, you know we 've got to be better at what we do
2: well i 'll ask you Simone about the competition so far this year it 's very even you look at the West coast fever with. The front court that they've got they're sitting down there in, in second bottom position though but anyone can beat any other team on any given day of course um where do you see that the competition this season the Thunderbirds have obviously dropped off a bit losing five in a row before yesterday
1: it um it's probably the tightest it's been and you, you look at the ladder and there's a couple of teams at, at at the top maybe with a couple of games um clear but then everybody's all very close, you know going down to the eight or ninth position there, so any team is capable of beating anyone um, and two points can really be and percentage can really be the difference about making the finals or not so it 's tight you know we 've got fever coming up in a couple of weeks, and they don 't discount their chances of making the finals, nor do Thunderbirds who we play as well so Every game is pretty critical, and that includes percentage points, let alone the, the two points that you get from a win.
2: I'm speaking with Simone McInnes, the coach of the Melbourne Vixens, sitting on top of the Trans-Tasman Trophy ladder, maybe only for a short time, because Waikato Bay have plenty of magic, have a couple of games in hand. What do you think of them? Do you think they're the best New Zealand team, clearly, at the moment?
1: Clearly, the best New Zealand team. Um... Obviously, we had a loss to them earlier in the year by four goals. And I think that the Magic have certainly surprised people. Coming into the competition, they had a lot of changes and, and you know, lost some big-name players like Irene Van Dyke um, and Laura Langman. So I think they've, taken, well, they've definitely taken the competition by surprise, but they've been consistent week in, week out. Uh, they've had one loss, I think, against Pulse, who they play again tonight. Um, and they're well-deserved, their position at the top of the ladder. And, yes, they've, uh, they've had their bye, so they do have a, a game clear of us. And uh, certainly they're going to be one of the teams up the top of the ladder at the end of the competition, I would think.
2: And you mentioned you got the bye this weekend, Simone. Then three games to go, Fever, Thunderbirds, and last game you play in New Zealand against the Southern Steel. Um, how do you go as a, as a coach and also the coaching staff? Do you work out a little mini-program at all? Like You've got three games to go before finals?
1: Well, we have we've done that this year in terms of the competition itself. We've really broken it down into chunks, and those, particularly going into the finals, we've got that long road trip to Invercargill, so which is always a challenging trip. So, two two games on the road going into hopefully going into the finals. But, you know, we've really refocused. This this buy a chance to recharge, reload, so to speak, and refocus on these last three games um, to really consolidate hopefully a position for us up in the top four.
2: And what about the Australian trials that start today in Canberra? You've got five players over there. Karen Bailey, Teagan Caldwell, Bianca Chatfield, Liz Watson, which is a good story. i ask you about her in a second. And Maddie Robinson, what do you expect to come out of that? And how many of those five do you think can get in?
1: Oh, gosh, <laughs> it's going to be really tough. We've actually got six up there because Kate Maloney's been invited up there.
2: Oh, that's right, yes. As
1: well for the three days, so which is a great opportunity for her. It's tough. I mean, it's especially tough coming off. You know the competition uh, in the middle of the competition, and they're all going to be up there. The 18 of them competing for a spot in the team for the Commonwealth Games, and there's been some really good, good performances from from players across the board in that squad. So you know it is really tough, and I guess the hard thing is to maybe maybe not have players come back that aren't successful, but then having to get that refocus back onto the ANZ Championships and the Melbourne Dixons. I mean we're hopeful, you know, we'd be wrapped if all five of them made it. But if that's not the case, we've just got to be able to make sure that when we, when the girls come back, that they refocus on the Dixons um, and finishing out our season.
2: Well, how about Liz Watson? I saw an article on her, on the Netball Australia website, a photo of her selling programs six months ago at the uh, Rod Labour Arena before a Diamonds match.
1: Yes, yeah, she was. She was um, one of our extended training partners earlier in the year. Um, and obviously Alyssa Kent, one, our centre player, was pregnant early in the year and had to withdraw. So Lizzie was the next one up. She got the call up and it was it's somewhat out of the blue because it's, uh, you know, previously she'd been playing in the Australian National League and not that much exposure outside of the 21 and under age group. So it was a big call up for her. But then she got herself into the um, top seven playing centre from us right from the word go and she's been really, really good. She's a great kid. She's very coachable very smart and mature for her age, and she's slotted in really well um, and taken it in her stride as far as the getting caught into the Diamonds. It's, you know, well-deserved. She's been playing really well um, and certainly, a, you know, a girl that you're very happy for, getting those opportunities.
2: What can you tell us about the Commonwealth Games, Simone? I believe your last match for Australia was the gold medal match in Kuala Lumpur, is that correct?
1: It was, back in way back in 98. <laughs>
2: Different yeah. century, wasn't it?
1: Oh uh, uh, yeah, you yeah, had to say that. <laughs> Sorry, but it was it was the first time netball was a, a full medal sport at the Commonwealth Games. So for me, it's one of my favourite memories from playing with the Australian team, and we won the gold medal against New Zealand. And but it was my last match for Australia, but all up, actually, I retired directly after that that match. So and I just know it's an exciting time, and it's, it's why it's going to be so competitive up there at that selection camp and tough for select, selectors this week because um, it's a big. It's a really big deal for the girls um, to get that opportunity to play in the Commonwealth Games.
2: Coach of the Melbourne Vixens, Simone McInnes. There's one big game this evening to complete Round 10 with the All-New Zealand clash between the Pulse and the Magic. If the Magic win, they'll go top of the ladder. Well, that's all we have time for on the Netball Show today. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Tucker for ABC Grandstand.
0: the team in the know.
2: Just give us an insight into getting that first one out of the way as a win.
0: Asking the big questions on AFL. What are the key performance indicators that we're going to want from this playing group? Breaking down the games and the players inch by inch. To get nine goal kickers in a game like that I think is outstanding.
2: Join me, Gerard Waitley and the full bench Stan Elves and Scott Gallon, for the Sunday Inquisition.
0: In session from Midday Sundays on ABC Grandstand Digital. For the latest sports results and broadcast schedule, visit abc.net.au slash grandstand.